In this episode, Dr. Cashy explores frustration's peculiar influence on our lives, ranging from minor annoyances to overwhelming experiences. He separates frustration into four domains, operational, emotional, fairness, and achievement domains. And from this, Dr. Cashy lays the foundation for a personalized approach to building frustration tolerance. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Realistically, frustrations can appear in virtually unlimited forms. Frustrations abound. Take a few of these relatively common frustrations as examples. Hmm? Do you feel like your career is progressing at a snail's pace? or that it's too much work for what you get paid. Think about your relationships. Do you feel kind of trapped or handcuffed, perhaps? Look forward to a nice dinner, but a rude waiter ruined the experience. Lost a few pounds and gained it back, or maybe even gained back some extra. Started learning a skill or an instrument and then stopped. What about the future? Does it appear as more of the same or even slightly worse? Does every attempt to get things in order slowly but surely slip back into chaos? Does even the thought of restoring order seem overwhelming? Have a bad habit that you've tried to break forever? Do you have to work harder for things that other people get just because they're lucky? Hmm? Tried to put together a piece of furniture in the directions, even though using English words may as well have been Greek, because the directions were so horrible. <laughs> been cut off in traffic? Somebody cut you in line? Somebody ignore good advice that you gave them? Hmm? People continue trying to argue with you even though they're wrong? And you're definitely right? Maybe they know it? Do you work on stuff other people should be doing? Hmm? Ran out of gas, broke down, battery died, been late somewhere because of it? The more you do for people, the more it seems like the more they want from you. Hmm? If you are a human, like most humans are, You may nod your head or even say yes to a few or maybe even all of these examples. The frustration gods, it would appear, are some of the most creative entities the universe has ever known and may ever know. Indeed, if you think hard enough, you will see the number of frustrations you experience on a daily basis, which is why you are far more tolerant of frustration than you might think. At the same time, however, it may also be apparent at how much more tolerant of frustration you can be. Some frustrations to you might be child's play to another person. Hmm? Some frustrations to another person might be child's play to you. This, although easy to write off as individual differences, say by genetics, uh, that the only real practical application that has is in the most extreme circumstances, say with trisomy 21, Down syndrome. 
But funny enough, even in extreme circumstances like that, such as genetic anomalies, the road to tolerance is just the same. This is good though. This means that if you change the BS belief system, you harbor around your frustrations, which you can, then you can tolerate them better, tolerate more of them, and also do more smart stuff, rational and constructive, when you encounter those frustrations, rather than increasing your chances of doing dumb stuff, impulsive and destructive. That really ends up making them worse. The point is that some frustrations you encounter feel like handcuffs or a ball and chain on your ankle or even glued right to your head. The exact frustrations will be different person to person, but who cares? The frustrations you feel stuck with can take one of a vast number of forms, but at the end of the day, it's still a splinter in your brain. But as you have now learned, the size of the splinter where it is, and if it's a splinter at all, is too heavily dependent on your BS that you harbor around it, your belief systems. Ignore that, ignore that, and you're doomed to fail. Your ears may hear stuff, your eyes may see stuff, your tongue may taste stuff, your skin may feel stuff, and your nose may smell stuff. But if you've ever been interviewed before, if you've been interviewed before by a police officer, by a lawyer, by a physician, by a potential employer, by your mama, hmm? do they ask what, do they ask your ears what they heard? Do they ask your eyes what they saw? Do they ask your nose what it smelled? Do they ask your skin what it felt? No. Whether they do it on purpose or by mistake or with the intent to manipulate, they inquire about the interpretation your interpretation of those sensory experiences. To that end, as 6th century epistemologist Heraclitus <laughs> is credited with saying that your eyes and ears prove poor witnesses. The mind must interpret the evidence. And why, oh, why do different minds interpret the same evidence differently? Or even the same mind interpreting the same thing two different ways, depending on mood or location or person? Well, it's the BS, the belief systems they harbor around the frustrating stimulus given the history, context, and circumstances. In other words, people interpret, it, interpret their experiences based on what they learn and how they construct what they learn into a schematic of decision-making flows, okay? So, this hints at one of the main premises of building your tolerance to frustration. If you learn to interpret something one way, then you can also learn to interpret something another way. The list, er, uh, the list of frustrations earlier is like a grain of sand in a desert full of examples, that much you know. <laughs> for that reason, in an attempt to streamline, okay, for you to have a more personalized approach to building frustration tolerance, it makes sense to categorize the archetype of frustrations, put them into domains so that you can improve your frustration tolerance in an area that would benefit you the most. Now, after a bit of academic snooping, some people would call this research, okay? Frustrations, as academically defined, which you'll learn about soon enough later, fall into four main domains. Now, two examples will follow for each domain, a minor frustrating event and a major frustrating event. The first domain is the operational frustration, the operational domain. Blocked from doing things you want to do. Okay, that's the operational frustration. There's an emotional frustration, which is blocked from feeling what you want to feel. 
There's a fairness frustration, blocked from getting what you want and being treated how you want. And finally, four, the achievement frustration, blocked from reaching a goal you are striving to reach. Some examples now. Uh, a minor operational frustration would be something like your phone locks up while messaging somebody. A major operational frustration is becoming wheelchair bound after a car crash. A minor emotional frustration might be the shirt you wanted to wear was in the dirty laundry. And a major emotional frustration might be the sudden death of a person you love. A minor fairness frustration would be something like he gets four cookies and you get three cookies. A major fairness frustration is maybe a person plagiarizes your work and gets the Nobel Prize. A minor achievement frustration is maybe just barely falling short of the high score in a puzzle game you're playing. And a major achievement frustration would be failing the last test of the last course to get your degree. Remember earlier about the mention of the, the different levels of frustration tolerance for different people? Right? They see frustrations differently and even in varying intensities. Well, more, this is why those categories, okay, those domains, this is why even though multiple people may recognize the same event as frustrating, they may appraise the situation or categorize it, categorize that frustration in, in one, two, three, or even all four domains at once. Losing one of your arms will probably frustrate your ability to operate day to day. But will it block you from accomplishing what you set out to accomplish in your life? Well, if you're a surgeon, it might. Will it make you self-conscious, depressed, or anxious, or all of the above? Perhaps. How about having to pay more for shirts with two sleeves when you only have one arm? Hmm? These things, people view it differently, categorize them into varying domains, and have varying levels of intensity. Hopefully that makes sense. Again, the, the severity of the appraisal will then dictate the level of tolerance a person has in reserve to deal with that frustration in a rational and constructive way. This is why your BS, your belief systems, that you harbor around the frustration is so important. On a relative scale, a minor frustration may take a massive amount of frustration tolerance. If you perceive it as a major frustration, then the perceived amount of frustration tolerance required might be more than the perceived frustration tolerance you have in reserve. Okay. And that increases your chances of doing something silly. Okay. Responding in a silly way. Now in a situation like this, proper appraisal through disputation, a sort of scientific arguing with yourself will really help a lot. It might be three simple questions like, does this make sense? Is there data to support this? And how much does this really affect my life? The fancy terms for this are logically, empirically, and practically. Does it make sense? Is there data to support it? And how much does it really affect your life? This will help you decide if you're approaching the resolution to this frustration effectively, or if you're using too much of your frustration tolerance, which you could feasibly be using for more productive stuff. You'll learn about all that in greater detail later. Just thought I'd leave you with a little tidbit to bake your noodle on for now, okay? If you appraise a frustration as something larger than it really is, then after going through this sort of disputation process, as if by magic, you will immediately have all of the frustration tolerance required to maintain composure and approach resolution in a rational and constructive way. Okay. At the same time, 
a relatively major frustration might be neglected, such as the repossession notice for a person's car, because they falsely, mistakenly, or foolishly categorized it as a minor frustration, maybe as a bluff or some such. And then they may wake up in the morning to find that their vehicle was legally towed away while they were sleeping. Many instances in real life, okay, there's an overlap in the domains and even the appraisal of how intense the frustration is between the domains. Now that is more for trivia's sake and some intellectual stimulation more than it is practically useful, okay? The discretionary explanation, okay, of high and low, one through four, etc., is more to have you gain an understanding of where the heaviest hitters are for you more than it is for you to try and make a complicated frustration matrix, <laughs> okay? Now, the same sort of disputation methodology or mindset applies in any of these circumstances. Again, that was just a taste of what is to come later. It does, however, again, give you something to bake your noodle on as you go about your day. Stub your toe or get stuck on hold, and then you begin to brim somewhat foolishly and feel like doing something dumb because of it. <laughs> That's all she wrote today. Thank you so much for learning. Stay rational. Until next time, want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>